Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chomping After Dark, the podcast where we spoil games and the occasional movie. We are assembling today to discuss a fun little indie title called Dodgeball Academia. It's a big script. I couldn't pare it down too much, so we're not going to waste any time. Let's get straight into the introductions. Let me introduce you to the voices of this discussion. First. I am joined by Mr. Rich Meister, the guy who told me about this game. Rich, are you excited it's, to talk about some dodgeball? I like a, I like a the dodgeball. How about how do you feel about academia? Not a fan. And my last question, how do you feel about white chocolate macadamia nut cookies? Those are the best cookies. I really love those cookies. I haven't had those one in years. Those are the best. They don't I have them to... here in Japan. That sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good fucking cookie. Like, that's a top-tier cookie. It's an S-tier cookie. It is. And, um, as you just previously mentioned, while fucking, it is a really good victory cigar. Yeah. People get mad at me because of the crumbs. Ah. They should just open their mouths as the crumbs cascade and rain down on them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is going off to a rousing start. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm Shay. But um, I really, I am Shay. I'm, I'm the other main voice who's going to be <laughs> talking about this game. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun discussion. I enjoy some dodgeball myself. Uh, I was playing some with my students this week. It's just kind of a fun little thing. Um, My fifth grade students recently... Every day, like, Shay, let's go play dodgeball, which uh, translates in Japanese to dodgeball, dodgeboru, yaritai, yarimashou. And I'm like, okay, let's go. And make it happen. I, at first, I always pretend like I'm not playing that hard, and then someone hits me, and then I'm like, all right, it's time to turn it on. And this actually happened to me at the beginning of the week where I was kind of going easy, and this kid hit me right smack in the dick. And started laughing, so and I was like, you're fucking dead. I didn't say that out loud, but I was like, all right, it's on. And I destroyed their team after that. I, I had had enough. Getting laughed at after getting hit in the testicles was not a good plan on their part. Sounds like a personal problem. It was. And then it became a uh, school problem as I bullied them with my dodgeball skills. But no, uh, um... bully. <laughs> I can't do it. I tried. That's okay. You'll get better. You're practicing. But before we get into the story of Dodgeball Academia, we just have a few quick announcements. If this is your first time here, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for checking us out. We really mean it and we really appreciate it. Um, We know everybody does this and we know it's annoying, but it really helps us if you enjoy the show. Uh, subscribe to our show and let people know about it helps us a ton and if you want um more content from us just head over to swordchomp.com where you can check out all sorts of stuff other podcasts reviews and articles merch our patreon page all that fun stuff um i won't talk about it too much just head over to our site if you're interested in supporting us further so without further ado past this point will be spoilers um as you could have figured we are a spoiler cast so if you haven't played the game yet you haven't finished the game or you listen to the first little bit and you're like oh man this sounds really exciting stop the recording go play it come back and we'll talk about it and uh we'll reflect upon it see what you think but now turn the lights down low grab your favorite wilson sit by the fireplace Sip on some cola as we regale and tell you a tale of dodgeball.
The game starts out with a quick info dump about Otto, the main character, receiving a letter of acceptance to Dodgeball Academia. Despite the desires of his parents, he secretly leaves. Arriving on the campus late, he witnesses the ceremony of the school for new recruits. They learn about the special dodgeball that awakens special dodgeball powers, and it also happens to power the school. Otto gets selected to awaken his powers at the ceremony, which angers another student, Nino, who believes it's his destiny to become the strongest dodgeball player. He touches the dodgeball, but no powers are awakened. Nino challenges Otto and loses. Because Otto is late, Professor Fortunato pairs Baluni, a timid but kind student, with Otto to help him get around the campus. Otto and Baluni go inside the school, where the three professors brief Otto on the importance of becoming a proficient player. The professors also tell Otto that he must form a team of three to be able to participate in the dodgeball tournament. Baluni leads Otto around the school to ask different students to join, but no one does. They hear of a student named Nina, who has placed everyone she has faced in the hospital. Otto asks her to join, but she refuses. Otto ends up facing off against the strongest student in the school, Boris, who challenges him in front of Mina. After Otto gets absolutely destroyed, Mina agrees to battle Otto. Otto is victorious, and Mina joins. Otto registers his team with the professors, and as he's registering, Nino and his team challenge Otto. They are defeated, and Nino ditches his team, thinking them weak. Otto, Baluni, and Mina go to the dorms to rest for the night. So, Rich, the first day is over, and Otto has already made an impact. What were your first impressions on the first chapter of the game? Um, there's a lot of exposition, and there'll be a lot of that throughout. Like, information is constantly being thrown at you in this game, and I think that is in part because it, it requires a lot of exposition to get where it needs to go, but it's also not taking itself too seriously. Right. But the, the reason I stuck with this game and, and hyped it up as much as I did is it also gets you into combat fairly quickly and consistently mixes that combat up in interesting ways, especially in the early hours. Um... Like, the narrative is just enough of a hook to keep you going, but it just, getting in and playing dodgeball is the real fun part. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I I, I was kind of surprised how much exposition there was. Like, the first chapter is about an hour to an hour and a half long, and it's just nothing but exposition, but it was entertaining. Like, a lot of the stuff that was happening was... Um, fun and exciting. The, the characters are fun and over the top, and everybody's yes. got like this super fucking anime, like eleven out of ten design to them. Like one of the teachers is literally just like a fucking baboon. Yes, and I love that. Uh, Balloony is literally a giant, a giant dodgeball for a head, <laughs> like deflated. Yeah, like he's a deflated like balloony, just uh, balloony. Like balloon situation going on. I love balloony. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's deflated when he's discouraged. Yes, absolutely. which happens a lot. Yes, exactly. But um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff happening, and I was all on board for it. Like within the first fifteen minutes, I was on board. They 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 onboard you very well to the game, even though there's a lot of information at the beginning. It's not too overwhelming, and it's only when you start to meet a lot of the other characters that it starts to get a little bit more convoluted, but there can be a lot to juggle at times. Yes. Yes. But more on that later, but the first impressions I was riding high. I was loving the visuals, loving the music uh, the story had me immediately entertained and the characters. I loved all of the characters right from the get go. Even Nino, even Nino. Fuck Nino. <laughs> wow. All right. So next, next portion of the story. The crew wakes up and heads to Fortunato's class on day two, where they learn about Baltimate moves. They head to the dome where they are told how to enter the upcoming tournament. They must first get three badges. They head to the cafeteria where they buy the first badge from the lunch lady. They seek out and find the school monitor, who agrees to give them a badge if they deal with a delinquent. 
A team of students rob Balloonie of the cafeteria badge before running off. They return, but the lunch lady has raised the price. Another student, Suneko, offers to give them her badge as a price for winning a dodgeball game. Otto wins and Suneko gives the badge up. They go to the library to get the third badge. After answering some quiz questions from the librarian, they get the third and final badge. They return to the dome and submit their badges. The team is accepted and informed that their first game is later in the day. Baloney agrees to finally play, tired of being so passive in his life. They face off against the team who robbed them and easily defeat the bastards. So we meet many of the students around the school at this time, and they all have wildly different personalities and ambitions, as Rich alluded to in the first question. So Rich, which character did you personally most identify with and why? Hmm, that's a good question. If we're talking um, early hours, uh, now it's been so long since I've played this. Um, who is the character? I can't remember his name for the life of me. Um, who sort of got like that atypical like Japanese like thug look to him, like Cabo? Japanese like high school thug. Yes, yes, I fucking love that dumb character archetype. It is a thing that is done to death in anime and like Japanese inspired things. Um, he he's he is my absolute favorite character in this. Yeah, yeah, I figured that was gonna be your answer because I know you were talking about him a lot and. That's He's a got character the we're introduced That's all you need. to a little bit later, of course, but yeah, I um he's an awesome character and I really like him a lot. Um why did you personally identify with him though? Just cuz he's anime? Because anime. I don't know. Uh I I don't have a good answer to that. It's that like thug motif has always been like the over the top thing uh for me probably since like Yu Yu Hakusho did it with Kuwabara being just like the blockheaded idiot with a fucking pomp. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I like him a lot as a character. The character I think I most personally identified would be Suneko, actually. Where, um, you know, I used to, be, as we're going to learn about her here shortly, it's, so it's kind of a uh, rushing ahead a little bit. She used to be a rule follower. She used to be a rule enforcer. And then she said, you know what? This life ain't for me. And she kind of was a rebel for a little while and through this journey she kind of rediscovers the value of helping others which never completely left her and just the value of being a part of something greater than herself and she kind of regains a new path i feel like that's the kind of character i most identify with but um i wouldn't say she's my favorite character but i think that's the one i identify with the most i think the sure i think the character that I enjoyed the most was um Balloonie, actually. Just because That's a good pick. He really has a ton of character development and I think I really like to see where he goes with that. So Yeah, he's and yeah, absolutely. He gets the raw end of a lot of deals early on. Like everybody's like making fun of him. All the characters are like, You're such a weakling. You can't do anything. You would never hurt a fly. And he's like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm gonna Fuck everybody's day up. Listen, man, Balloony can fuck everyone's day up. He's got that. He's got a real good throw arc, dude. I used him the entire game. I loved him. I did not, but he's definitely viable the entire game. I I would never argue that. Honestly, I used his healing ability as a crutch far too often. I couldn't. I tried using it once, and I did not think it was good enough to pursue. And that's when I stopped using him. Oh, it gets so much better. He gets so much better, but. All right, well, let's jump back into the story. The trio rush to Cat's class the next day. Chester, a student and member of the science club, introduces the Droidgebots, his invention that allows for dodgeball training. After a few training sessions, the bots go crazy and start attacking students all over the campus. Cat tasks the group to defend the school before it is destroyed. They come across some bots attacking an older student named Big Tony. They find Chester and ask for the remote, but he reveals that the main one has been stolen. There is a spare one in the lab in the forest. They get permission from the principal and enter the forest. They clear out the bots blocking the lab. They go to get the remote, 
But learn, it's locked in a safe with Chester's password. Damn you, Chester! They find him outside, and he refuses to give it up. After defeating him, he gives them the password. They take the remote and head to Central Plaza to shut all of the bots off. Nino confronts them wanting to be the hero. Nino ends up breaking the remote by accident. They head into the deep forest, where they find Droidgebot Zero, the leader of the bots. They defeat it, and it shuts down the other bots. After a day of running around and protecting the school, they head back to the dorm. A bot, hacked by Otto's father, walks into their room. He gets angry with Otto and reveals that Otto was going to a referee school before arriving at Dodgeball Academia. <gasps> Gasp! Gasp! The day ends with Nino talking to his father through another bot. His dad asks if Nino is already the best that no one ever was. And we get an inkling of the pressure Nino is dealing with. As we have mentioned, there's a lot of influence from Pokemon in this game. Or at least I've mentioned it on the social media um, when I've talked about this game. When we look at Gary, the rival in Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, there's not much depth to the character at all other than he's kind of a dick. But in this game, we get a glimpse of what is driving Nino and what ultimately leads to his behavior. So in this style of game, Rich, which kind of villain is more favorable for you? Um, I, Depth is always better. It's easier to mismanage. I mean, Blue or, or Gary, eventually, when they later expand upon that. Um, there's something charming about the Bare Bones rival. Uh, obviously, that character's fleshed out a little more once anime and stuff became a thing. I mean, we'll always have a testament to how great Gary is. The Kanto region has eight badges. Gary has ten of them. Uh, but, like, giving Nino sort of his own motivations and um, room for you to sympathize with him, even if he does kind of suck most of the time, mm. is uh, always always the more interesting and more re rewarding approach, I think. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciated nino's character a lot because we get that depth and it was kind of cool to see that his father is this su is this super supportive kind man and he's not trying to pressure nino or anything he's just trying to uh remind nino of his dreams and his goals and aspirations and i think nino has placed so much pressure on himself to achieve those that when his father is asking he doesn't realize it's because that's really Nino's own ambition, but he thinks it's his father kind of placing this pressure and he's placing this pressure on himself. And when he's only asking because he knows it matters to him. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I found Nino a really compelling character, especially as, um, the game went on. I really enjoyed him a lot. So, yeah, let's jump to the next section. The next morning starts with Mina entering the room and giving Otto a letter addressed to him, asking him to meet the secret admirer on the rooftop of the school. As they go towards the roof, the professor, Makako, which is the uh, baboon, drags them to class. He imparts to the students that the best quality a dodgeball player can have is strength. After training, he opens the gate to the rooftop. They go there and meet Boris. The principal's car is also there, <gasps> but it's been wrecked. The school Gasp. monitor catches up with them. And they think that Otto's party and Boris have wrecked the car. She tries to haul them off, but Suneko comes in and cites rules against accusing the party. Boris and the school monitor battle, allowing Otto and his team to escape. They decide to bring the letter to the lab in the forest for forensic analysis, and Suneko joins the team. They give the letter to Chester to have his bot analyze it. The school monitor arrives and Chester turns on them. Suneko and her sister, which turns out to be the school monitor, argue. The team escapes and realizes that Chester sent the letter. 
they go to talk to the lunch lady who has forged letters for others in the past. She admits that she did forge the letter, but won't reveal who it was for. Suneko reveals that she thinks it was Chester since Otto and his team faces Chester's team later that day, coincidentally. She strikes a bargain with her sister that she will rejoin the monitor force if the school monitor lets them go free to get a confession at the match. They beat Chester, make him angry, and he confesses. Otto and his team head back to the dorms to rest, but before Otto can sleep, the principal calls him to his office. The principal informs Otto that his father does not approve of his attending the school, and he cannot accept him as a student without parental agreement. His father has a change of heart, saying, if Otto can win the championship and bring home a trophy, he will accept that and give his approval. So we learn a lot more about Otto in this chapter. His father puts a ton of pressure on him to succeed, or he will be forced to abide by his father's wishes and return to referee school. Did this moment and this chapter in general get you invested in seeing Otto succeed, Rich? Uh, I honestly don't think so. It's it's a loose plot line. It's You need some sort of motivation. There needs to be conflict outside of just a tournament. There needs to be a reason Otto has to win, and... I think it serves that purpose. It's not some amazing fucking deep narrative. It is a through line and it and it works. Like it didn't make me any more invested than I already was. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel the exact same way. I couldn't agree more. Um the way the father's like, "Oh, I suddenly have a change of heart." It's it was very like anime-esque obviously where some of the influences, but yeah, I think the influence for me came more in just seeing Otto's interactions, because I like Otto as a character, but seeing his interactions with some of the other characters. I wanted to see Baloney succeed. I wanted to see Suneko succeed. Um, I wanted to see Mina succeed. I wanted to see these other characters succeed. Unfortunately, Otto's uh, plot line was a little bit thin, but through it him... It is a general anime protagonist plot line, and there's nothing wrong with that, especially no. because... This game particularly wears what it is on its sleeve. Like, it's having fun with tropes, but it is still abiding by them. Exactly, exactly. So, I just through him, I wanted to see how everyone else succeeded. But, which is perfectly okay, I think. You know? Did uh, any of the twists at this point kind of surprise you? Like, Suneko and the school monitor being sisters? I kind of read into that from the moment you could see them. Their character designs are very similar. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything that's really going to throw anyone for a loop here. Right, exactly. But it, it's kind of cute that they still try and play that shock up. Like, <gasps> But you're like, yeah, I know, but I'll, I'll pretend to be He's shocked like, with yeah, you. Yeah, we, we, uh, let's enjoy the ride, but yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, Otto's team wakes up and heads to Fortunato's class. The professor assigns the students baby balls to look after. Fortunato pairs Otto and Nino together. While eating, they lose their ball. They figure that someone stole it, and they start searching the school. During a lull moment, Otto offers Nino to join his team, but Nino, of course, refuses. They head back to Fortunato and run into a massive student named George. When George leaves, he leaves sand behind. They rush the sand sample to the lab. Suneko joins them for the time being, and she suggests that they go get the gate keys from Makako. After he pesters them, Makako gives them the front gate keys. They head to the sewers and find Tony's hideout. Tony offers to give them intel if they win a match in the arena. Otto faces off against Shoy, a blue cat. Otto well, wins... And after a cute conversation between the two, he asks Shoy to join the squad. Shoy accepts. Tony informs them that selling baby balls is a lucrative market. He received a call earlier about selling some balls. Not in that way, but the other way. But the caller never showed up. 
everyone else has lost their baby balls as well. They also see a student named Squid running around with a baby ball. They follow Squid into the forest, where they end up at their hideout with all of the baby balls. The student monitor catches Squid and brings them to detention. Otto still can't find his ball. He looks for Nino in the cafeteria and finds him and the ball together. They battle after arguing, and Otto takes the baby ball back to Fortunato. So despite there being more dodgeball and some funny moments, I personally felt like the flow of the story went into a bit of a lull in this chapter. It was my least favorite chapter of the game. Now, Rich, did you feel similarly? Um, I don't think this one stood out particularly to me as being problematic. I, I, I kind of see what you're saying. A lot of the plots end up like feeling like these little filler plots because they're all these like, we're going to worry about this thing for a chapter and the tournament's kind of in the background and we'll just cap it off with another tournament round. And I don't think this is the only chapter that's guilty of it. No, definitely not. But you're at a point where the team's pretty much built. Um, and it, it, I could see this one feeling like a little bit of a slog. It's definitely one of the longer ones. Yeah, it's just, like there's a lot more that happens in this chapter, and I ended up cutting a lot of it out. But the whole fact that where they see George and he left a sand sample behind, and like, oh, the logical thing to do is go to the lab. And I was like, Jesus Christ! And then the whole baby ball thing. I just yeah, I was not a fan of this chapter at all, other than meeting Shoy and having Shoy join. Shoy's pretty great. Shoy's awesome. I love Shoy. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, like, the only pertinent and important things that happen in the chapter happen in the span of five minutes. And it also establishes that underground market in Big Tony's Arena, which is a pretty fun uh, little gameplay thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like all of that could have been done in ten minutes tops, like, a whole chapter. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It, I, I don't think you're you're wrong to think of this as the a bit of the sloggy moment. It's, I don't remember this one in particular bothering me that much, but I don't think it's unprecedented. Yeah, yeah, just chapters three and four, I think, are the, the lowest part of the game, which is kind of a shame, because um, obviously the game is kind of a vessel for more of just the mechanics and the character development. And I don't, I I would say the other thing that really happens in the chapter that's kind of fascinating is kind of getting to see these two rivals paired together. Whereas something like in Pokemon, you never really had um, Gary and the main character teaming up that much where you're basically forced in this chapter to do nothing but that. Uh, the only yeah. shit, the only shitty thing about that is they don't give you the opportunity to temporarily play as Otto, which I thought was kind of a misstep there. That would have been, I think, a cool addition. As Nino, you mean? Yeah, sorry, Nino, not Otto. Yes, thank you. As Nino. Yeah, I, I actually thought that was coming at some point, but no, it, it never brought to the table. It would have been an interesting idea for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially because, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Nino uh, playable in the local multiplayer yes. at the end of the game yes yeah okay i thought so yeah so yeah just a, a misstep there unfortunately and yeah like you said kind of a filler chapter so and hey let's let's move on to the next one i don't want to spend any more time it's the, on... it's, the it's the davy back fight arc of uh dodgeball academia <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the chapter where uh gohan and piccolo go to get a driver's license Okay, first off, Goku and Piccolo go to get the driver's Sorry, license. Sorry, you're right. And it's a fucking banger of an episode. It's not. Piccolo dresses like a SoundCloud rapper. It's awesome. Jeez. The next day, Otto has received another letter to meet the writer near the tomb in the forest alone. He meets a student named Luna, who challenges him to a duel. After he loses to an ability he doesn't understand, she tells Otto that he will lose his match and her team will destroy them. Another team made up of Kabo, Kubo, and Danny meets them there and threatens them before scurrying off. They go to Professor Fortunato and ask how to defend against one of Luna's attacks. He tells them to look in the library. They go there where they are referred to the basement. 
Kyabo meets them there and asks if he can join their team, citing that Kubo uh, and Danny are always mean to him. Kyabo suggests that they look into two places where supernatural phenomena take place in the school. They head to the forest to investigate the specters. Nothing. They head to the rooftop to investigate the phantom pusher. Nothing. Kyabo and the team with Otto head to the cafeteria to get some food, but find a student digging through the trash. The student reveals, in part, the secret of Luna's attack. Kyabo is reminded of the supernatural element of mutant chicken wings. He volunteers to eat them from the garbage for the team to gain powers. They make him hallucinate, and he spoils that he infiltrated their team to help Kubo. Kubo, I keep saying Kubo. Kubo. Kubo reveals that they've let Chester join the team, kicking Kyabo off, and Kyabo runs off in anger. They go back to the tombstone to try to fully understand the secret attack when they are confronted by Boris. He challenges them, and after losing while only giving 30% of his power, admires their power and unity. After some smart-mouthing from Otto, he threatens to kick their butts when Kyabo steps in and stops Boris. One heartfelt moment about friendship later, and they let Kyabo join for good. They learn of the secret from a piece of paper behind the tombstone. They battle later in the tournament hall, and Otto's team comes out victorious against Luna's. So in a very innocent way, this chapter explores spirituality and belief versus science. Did you feel like the game was trying to impart a deeper meaning here, Rich, or just using that idea as a premise to make some funny and interesting interactions between the characters? I think it's the latter. Um, And again, this game knows what it is. It's having fun with the tropes. I think like on the positive notes for this chapter, Luna's ability is probably one of the more interesting ones in the game. Um, And one of the more interesting ones to learn how to combat. Uh, On top of that, it's always interesting to see the wonders of a school trope, because that is an incredibly common trope in anime and just Japanese media in general, um, being like, the seven wonders of the school. Um, There is a a mission in uh, Lost Judgment about that, that comes up in Persona games a lot. There's plenty of anime where they explore that idea. Um, It's, uh, and it's orchestrated pretty well here to the point that I think it at at one point even Cabo was like I don't even know why I had this idea I don't know why I thought this would help right yeah yeah I, I like that it kind of plays around some of those tropes one of the things that I really thought stood out about this chapter is when Boris goes to confront them and he's the strongest character in the school and he's supposed to be the super gruff character and then they kind of put an inkling in there that you know what maybe he's not as gruff as people think because he's like Boris he's might admiring actually be a pretty their, cool guy unity yeah there's there's some foreshadowing to the you know maybe Boris isn't just like some bully like he's been made out to be so far like maybe he's actually a pretty cool dude right yeah I, I like and that's one of the positives I think about this game in general is even though that there are some shortcomings with um, the plot as a whole and the pacing of the plot that they do a really good job of managing all of these big personalities in the game and um, make them layered. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's rush to the next segment. They wake up and head to the courts for practice as their final match against Boris's team is the following day. They see Boris launching dodgeballs at random students. His sister has gone missing and he is looking for her. Otto offers to help, and Boris agrees. They are directed to the snowy Mount Doji. They go to the radio tower to broadcast that Vampy, Boris's sister, is missing. Otto gets a suspicious call that Vampy is to participate in a meeting of the secret society of squareballers. Otto is informed by Kyabo that it's a pseudoscience group that believes squareballs are the only way. So they head to the library. They infiltrate the meeting, which is filled with chants of Down with the radius! Down with the radius! The team sees Nino and Vampy joining the group. They also learn that Kubo is the leader of the movement. The students and Kubo challenge the team, but lose. 
a smiling ghost suddenly appears and battles them. After losing, they learn it's a prototype droid bot who is set to be the mascot of the school. Chester had assembled it for the principal. After defeating it again, the principal and the school monitor arrive to investigate the commotion. They bring Otto's team and the mascot back to his office. Vampy also reveals that she went to the Square Ballers meeting to try to figure out how to get Boris back for not being so angry. She invites them to her and Boris's house in the woods. Nino gets an inkling from the conversation about handling the special dodgeball and speeds off. They head to Vampy's and Boris's house where they have a discussion about how their parents left them, which forced Boris to become tough in order to protect his sister. Nino shows up and wants to know how Boris is so strong. Boris asks Nino to join his team to help them win while also helping Nino awaken his power. So we see a few scenes before the final day. Nino stating that he needs a plan B, Chester talking about designing the Droidbot 2.0, Danny trying to find and trade a rare remote control to the lunch lady for food, but losing it instead, and the principal deciding to go back to work on the mascot, but finding out that the processor chip is missing. It's a huge foreshadowing info dump to get the player ready for the end. Now, Rich, do you think that this method was effective considering how much information you had already played through up to that point? There's a lot going on, but I think it was the smarter move rather than dragging it on because if you just thrown in another trap there to slowly trickle more setup for a final act, it it would start to feel like a slog. Like you can you already feel like you're heading towards the finish line and it does what it has to do to get you there without it feeling shitty. Yeah. Yeah. The one the one thing I would have against this this method of storytelling, this info dump, is that chapters two and three were so fetch questy and were just That you could have paced this stuff out better, yeah. Yeah, they could have cut Mm -hmm. some of that stuff out and paced some of this stuff out. In favor of this stuff that does a bigger service to the final act and and what you're building towards. Right. And I feel like a lot of the reason that wasn't done is because they didn't want to do the reveals with, like, Boris's deeper character stuff early on and um, conversations about, like, Nino's very hung up on them from the beginning. We talked about how... He doesn't have uh, powers, like he doesn't have a ultimate move, and how can he be like powerful without this? And this is kind of when you get that reveal from Boris, where he's like, "I don't have a fucking, I don't have a ultimate move either." Like yeah. I just train. Hey, you spoiled that. No, it's okay. I'm. I thought he revealed it there. Huh? No, he doesn't reveal it there. Oh well, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> That's okay. That's one of the big reveals of the very final chapter. But I mean, no, your point is, well, I guess we can call it then. <laughs> yeah, No, your point is well taken, though, that I think that they kind of wanted to build up to that reveal. And the, I think that reveal is one which we're going to get into here in a few minutes is a good payoff. But yeah, the the fact that they wanted to pace it out, they just expanded upon nonsense like stuff. That, yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, you have to suffer through that to get to the good twist and um, some it's of the It's not the worst, but they, they wasted time where they could have better fleshed out the stuff that served the story more. Right, yeah. I would have even, like, enjoyed a quick flashback to seeing Otto in referee school. Like something- Well, that's coming out in uh, referee academia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> referee high? Yeah. Referee, uh, referees incorporated. It's gonna be a pretty cool spinoff. Um, <laughs> You're gonna get a hundred episodes, Morty. It's a Ted Lasso spinoff. Oh, who would who wouldn't love that? But yeah, I yeah, I don't think it was bad. I uh, I think there's a lot of information to get out there at once, and the style they did it in was consistent with the rest of the anime style of um the rest of the story, but. Yeah, I just, I can't just you know, the rest of the anime style of bad storytelling. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I just think that, Take that, weebs. Yeah, suck it. I just think that it would they could have done a better job of pacing some of that stuff out, but Absolutely. A, a, a big crutch of like 
in a lot of games, I would have knocked a lot of the pacing and the weird story stuff here, but the the gameplay, which is a delight, uh, elevates a lot of the problems I had with uh, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it is what it is, but let's do the mad dash to the end. If this is your yeah, first time girl. being here, we're coming on the end. So, ew. You know, for a five-page script, we're kind of flying right now. I'm happy with it. I'm very <laughs> exhausted, so let's make it happen. Yeah. Otto gives them one final pep talk before they head to the tournament hall. After a gritty battle, Otto and his team prove victorious. Nino questions Boris's strength, telling him that his Baltimore move isn't strong enough. Boris reveals that he doesn't have a Baltimore move same as Nino, and that he just trained to become as strong as he is. Nino runs off. The principal and the school move to the special dodgeball, the hero's dodgeball, in the courtyard to commence the award ceremony. Nino crashes it and reveals his mascot army. After being captured, Otto and his team escape. They discover that the hero's dodgeball has been stolen. They go to the lab to de- deactivate the bots. Nina stays behind to help Chester and Danny. They go to Vampy's and Boris's house. Boris is injured, so Balloony stays behind to help Vampy and Boris. The rest of the team looks for the professors. They find the professors in the infirmary who are injured. Makako gives them the keys to the school. They run into a Droidbot 1.0 who helps them and tells them that he's leaving to explore his life, having gained sentience. They find the principal and free him. Some other students arrive and suggest broadcasting a peculiar song from the radio tower. The principal manually gets the lift working and the team head to the tower. The robots all congregate after hearing the song and take the team to the tournament hall. Nino uses the pole. Nino uses the ball to give him powers. Who's Paul? The Paul. <laughs> Nino uses the ball. What's to... up, I'm Paul. The Paul. Hey, Paul. Paul from Tekken. Exactly. Nino uses the ball to give him powers. Otto and his team face off against the powerful Nino, but Nino still loses. Nino runs off again. The principal and professors return to restore order, and the awards ceremony commences. After some messages from the staff and Boris, Otto heads out to the parking lot where he sees Nino and his father talking through one of the Droidbots. His father tells him that no matter what, he's proud of him. Nino thanks Otto for helping him find a path to accepting himself, and he leaves the school. Otto and the team board the bus, heading for the international championship. So, Rich, my first of three final questions. Are you hoping for a sequel? Yeah. Uh, inter-school tournament could be interesting. You can get even wackier with the characters and concepts. Um, maybe we even see Otto's referee school show up to referee the matches. Yeah. <laughs> was an idea I had written down. That's awesome. I didn't even think about that. Good point. Yeah. I Obviously, I think if this does even decently successful or it is even decently successful we will definitely see a sequel to this game i would like to see it i would like to see um some of the pacing issues flushed up flushed out rather for sure i think they could definitely improve in a lot of the storytelling aspects of it um but this game is doing some different stuff that i haven't really seen in a gameplay space before so i hope especially with it being on game pass i hope it gets into a lot of people's hands and that they have the opportunity to uh make a sequel and improve on some of the weaker points because there's there's really good stuff here there's really good stuff i mean the dodgeball mechanics like playing dodgeball in the game is a ton of fun and there was so much variability in everyone's abilities that i loved it absolutely it's a it's a delight to play yeah and like the art style as we've talked about is very cool it's very colorful and vibrant it looks like something I feel like you would see on a, a more modern Cartoon Network show. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, one of the easier ways to encapsulate it. Yeah, exactly. 
I yeah, I really enjoyed this game a lot, despite some of the uh, lows of the game. But what was, sure. your, what was your favorite chapter in the game? Huh. <laughs> Uh, I I honestly I feel so fucking far removed from it. Um, That's fair. I think that final act is really the the early like the first chapter, even though it is exposition heavy, and then leading into that final chapter, really good. But one of the standout storytelling moments for me is um, the 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 cult the cube cult bit just because i feel like that bit's actually really strong and really stupid the idea of like this cult of people who worship square balls uh exists within the school and naturally kubo who uh for some reason i feel like we never said this his head is literally a cube yes is is the leader of this cult yeah yeah and then he's like i i didn't start this group like as the principal comes in it was it was clear it was clearly you (laughs) it was clearly you son right exactly no, I think I would agree with you. I really like how the last chapter kind of neatly cleans everything up and kind of the simple messages that it's imparting. Like Boris said, look, I worked hard to get where I'm at. And um, Nino kind of learning that, hey, it's okay to change your goals and to redefine who you are as a person. I, th- I think that's what so, some of the happiest and most successful people do in their lives is they realize, hey, this thing isn't working. I'm not able to achieve this. Let's redefine and reassess and uh, approach yeah. life in a different way. And, um, of course, we see some kind of neat resolution for the team. They're heading to the international tournament. I think it's pretty funny that within the span of this day, the final, ter- the final match happens, an insurrection happens, the insurrection is quelled. The opening or the closing ceremony happens, and then they're immediately boarding a bus right after that. It's like, nope, don't go pack your shit. You're just going. We're shipping you straight to the international tournament. Like, there's no time for anything else. It's a very busy day. Very busy day. I mean, there's so much packed into these eight days, though. It makes you wonder what they do for the rest of the year. <laughs> you just know nap I mean? it off. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I really liked the last chapter a lot, and I really enjoyed that um, that square baller society. So relevant to modern day right now, and it is one of the stronger subplots. Yes, yes. It's it's clear that like I, I I shouldn't say it's clear. It feels like to me there is like some of these clear or these good, well written subplots. And then they were like, I don't really know what else to do here, so let's just put in some Gotta fill some time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, I really love the last chapter. I like how it all kind of cleans up and ends. And how um, I actually really like that some of the characters break off from your main party. Because like I said, I was using Balloonie the entire game, and I was like, oh shit. Now who do I use? And I ended up using Shoy, which he was a lot of fun too. I'm also quite grateful they point this out because I was thinking about it the entire time um, I was playing the game. At the end, Otto even verbalizes and points out the fact they've broken all the registration rules in this tournament and somehow won because there's like seven people on his team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, I have an impromptu question. Who is your final team that you ended up using or the team you used for most of the time? Um, Otto, Suneko, and Cabo. Yeah, that's right. That's I thought that's who you ended up using. My final team I settled on was Otto, Cabo, and Balloonie, obviously. And a little bit of Shoy when I lost Balloonie as a party member. Not too shabby. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that team a lot. It was a lot of fun. So, My last question, and this is the last question that we always ask ourselves. Um, most of the time, we know the answer, but still like to do it because it's a good way of kind of summing up our thoughts on a game or... Th- on the movie that we're doing or the random TV show that we do. Rich, do you recommend this game or not? And why? Yeet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, flawed, far, far from fucking perfect, but I think it's got a lot of neat ideas. I've loved the sports RPG. This is kind of why I was harping on this for the beginning, and it's something we don't see a ton of anymore. And gameplay is super unique. It's got a ton of charm. Uh, a little rough around the edges and in plenty of spots, but I, I think ultimately it delivers. 
Yeah. I, I'm hesitant to say I recommend it. Like I, in part I do, because it's a very fun game. The mechanics are so much fun and the battling system is a blast. Especially if you have Game Pass. Especially if you have Game Pass, yes. If you have Game Pass, yes, I 100% recommend it. If you don't, you know, to be honest with you... I, I think it's $20. It's not a super difficult investment. <sighs> I Well, two of, the, two of the eight chapters were just boring as hell. I mean, even with the dodgeball mechanics, you're constantly just going back and forth, and the, the story in there is just... Ugh. That chapter four, like I told you guys off the air, the baby balls chapter was the lowest point in gaming for me this year. Like, I really did not like that chapter. And I understand. Really? You haven't, you haven't played enough bad games then? <laughs> Apparently not. But um, that was just the lowest point in gaming for me this year. I was like, this I hope gets done quickly. And it did not. It took over an hour to get that chapter done. So I'll, I'll say this. If you like Pokemon, you're definitely going to love this game, and I recommend it. If you have Game Pass, I recommend it. If you love indie games and you really, you're hearing how fun the dodge mall mechanics are and you want to try it, I recommend it. Um, otherwise, I think $20, honestly. I, I wouldn't say it's too much, but if you are more story-driven, I would honestly say I wouldn't recommend this game because there is some great character development but a lot of the plots are so loosely put together so just i i guess i would say be aware of that going in um you've heard us sit here and talk about it be aware of that going in and if you're like oh i can deal with that then yeah sure i'll recommend it but if you are a very story driven type of consumer i have a hard time recommending this game but i personally loved it i was able to look past those those um glaring plot points just because i was having so much fun with the game otherwise but i want to also be realistic and acknowledge that there are some very big weaknesses in the plot so yeah sure do you have any final thoughts rich before we close this episode out rub a dub dub thanks to the grub <laughs> i i would love to just sit and tally how many episodes you've ended with that thought this year because <laughs> It's, it's up a there. lot it's up there and i love it not knocking you for it so um yeah i yeah i think we've said everything we need to say on the game it was fun uh i was expecting five pages of script to go much longer but thankfully we've kept it under an hour so yeah cool well Thank you so much for listening to the episode. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if you like this, please subscribe, share it with any people that you think would be interested. Um, and that's going to do it. I want to say thank you to Rich for being here. Thank you to you, the listener. I was your host, Shay. Be safe out there and take care. Otto gets selected to become a, one of the... <laughs> Fuck that up. <laughs>